We're in a state of confusion. Questions on your mind. Send in my tissue and brandy. Gonna help you unwind. We're hanging out together, even though we're long. We'll pass it on over. Sorry, we're stoned. What episode is this? Six? Brandy, get with the program. Like nine. Me get with the program. You just downloaded Skype again for like <laughs> the ninth time because we've recorded for nine weeks in a row and somehow it still takes you 20 minutes to figure it out. You have to re-download Skype every time. Explain to me how this happened. I, I honestly do not know. I don't either. I'm technically just not, uh, it's just, I don't know. I just can't. Well, here we are. Here we are. And I'm sorry. She is very stoned. She told me just before this call. I literally was so zoned out that I literally not scared. could just not figure out. Like, I couldn't even think about how to get on the sky. What? I mean, like, I was just sitting there like, wait, what am I doing? Why am I doing that? I've already downloaded it once. Why is it not here? And then I just couldn't get past that to even start to figure out the problem. Oh my gosh. Oh, um, what occurred to make you this stone? Does it just that it's this late in the day that this is where you're normally at at 5.30 yes. p.m. in the evening? Yes. I see. It's, it's that time of day where most people have a drink of wine. It is. <laughs> That's very true. Yeah. A little um, rosé. Oh, gee. I wish I had a little rosé to tell you the truth. Maybe I should go get a glass of whiskey. Maybe you should. Maybe I should. You know, it might be too early in the show to be talking about this, but I have been watching Yellowstone. Have you seen it? I have not started it yet. What do you mean you haven't started it yet? Mother. Is it so good? It is so good. I was looking at Montana real estate yesterday. Oh. Like I'm moving. I, I could dig on some Montana real estate for sure. Well, it's not as cheap as one would think, first of all. And second of all, the fact that you're not watching Kevin Costner as a cowboy on your television right now is a tragedy. And I love Kev. It's fine as hell. I and mean, seriously. He is so gorge. I can't. Can't. The guy that plays his son is so gorge. I cannot. Who is it? Uh, Luke something. Apparently he was in Fifty Shades of Grey. I stalked him on IMDb today. But he is fine as hell as a cowboy. Really? I've heard that show is so good. I can't believe you haven't watched it because, I mean, it's fiction, clearly. But it's set, you know, in Montana. And so it's all, the whole first season is really about this war going on between the cowboys and the Native Americans that live on the reservation. And they are trying to, like, take back the land that was stolen from them. Like, there's so many parallels. Yeah, there's like so many parallels to like history and real life and what's going on. And you're and I just feel like you would love it so much. Well, I need to start watching it. I've heard it's like it's a modern day Western, right? Yeah, it's it's set in like the 2000s. I just want to go to Montana. I'm going in two weeks. Tuts, you want to hop on board? Are you really? Yes. My gosh, you are crazy. Whatever. I'm going. And honestly, this might be a little research trip. I feel like I could see myself in Montana. I feel like I could see myself living on a ranch, trading in my English jumping saddle for a nice Western barrel saddle, pick up a new trick, learn to barrel race, pole bend, drive cattle. Can I have a guest house? Sure. 
If you like split it with me. I mean, it sounds amazing. It sounds amazing. And wouldn't Ry Ry, like he just looks so freaking cute in a cowboy hat. Wouldn't he, don't you just picture him on a ranch? 1000%. I'm serious. I'm packing up the farm and heading out west, baby. I like it. I like that idea a lot. All right. Well, you have to start Yellowstone. It is absolutely phenomenal. I started it two days ago and I'm already on season two. Pro tip for everyone out there. I think that one of the reasons why I took so long to start Yellowstone, well, A, because I kept being told over and over that a horse dies in the first scene of the first episode and I was so scared that I would like wouldn't fast forward enough to, to skip it that I couldn't watch it but I, I did I just like fast forwarded like two minutes and didn't see it at all also it's hard to find where to watch it it's not on Netflix it's not on Hulu you can buy it on Amazon but you can download a new little app called Peacock and watch it and it's you get like a free two-week trial and after that it's just $4.99 a month and trust me you'll fly through the show in a month if you only want to pay the $4.99 for one month that's awesome that's so get it on Peacock yep why would someone name their app Peacock? Because that is their logo. But it's stupid. <laughs> All right, I'm going to let you talk. What have you been doing? I honestly cannot. Mother, you got to pull it together. I'm concerned. Yeah, pull the mic closer to you. Pull the mic. Cl- not you closer to the mic. The mic No, closer. but if I do that, it's going to fall off a fucking <laughs> Oh, my God. All right, let's just carry on. Okay, give me two seconds. <laughs> Lord help us. Okay, so anyway, what I've been watching, I, I literally cannot believe I've not started watching this sooner, is Hannah. Mm-hmm. Have you seen it? No, because isn't it a ripoff of the movie Hannah that Eric Bana was in? Yes. The movie was so good, there's no way the show is that good. The show is so good that I cannot deal. Better than the movie? I don't know that I saw the movie. <gasps> because, yeah, you know why? Is because honestly... That is usually just not my kind of show at all. That's why I didn't ever watch the movie. The movie is fantastic. This show is so good. Yes, I watched over the weekend. So the first season's eight episodes, watched all of those. And then I'm on like the second or third of the new season. It is so incredible. And you of all people are going to love it. Really? I just like don't think I can measure up to the film. I'm going to watch the film after, but I just think this is your kind of show. Okay. All right. It's really, really good. Give it a shot after whatever you're watching. Yellowstone. Yellowstone. Yes. Well, great. Well, I called my mother this week to ask her about some interior design advice, and she laughed at me. Do you recall? Why did I laugh? I don't know. I like called you, and you were like, what? And I was like, I need your interior design advice. <laughs> and you, I think you thought I was kidding or something, but I was dead serious. Oh, yeah. I actually did think you were kidding. I, that's what I thought you thought. I needed some real-life high design with Tish Cyrus advice. And I couldn't give you an answer because I loved, she wanted me to pick between two fabrics Mm -hmm. and I loved both. Yeah. So to give you guys some context, I have this ottoman. Is that what it is? I guess this Mm -hmm. ottoman in my living room, it's sitting in front of my tan leather sofa and the dogs like just jump all over it all the time. It's like their own personal playground and it's filled with feathers and they've jumped on it so much that all the feathers started exploding. (laughs) So I have to get it recovered. And I had like several fabrics that I brought over to like, look at in the room and I was just so torn between these two so we were choosing between outside of the house it looked like a charcoal what is that like sherpa was that what you'd call that I loved it it was nice but then I brought it in the house and it kind of turned blue and I thought I felt like this was a good topic for high design this week because you really have to bring colors like into your home because they can skew different ways it's so weird how that happens like you can be outside and a paint chip will look one way and you can bring it inside and it can look a completely different color 
So like major pro tip, like don't pick colors until you bring it into your home because I brought this in and it was blue. You are killing me right now because when did you start calling a house a home like Trace does? (laughs) You're like, don't bring it into your home. Trace says that? He never says my house. He always says my home. What do you mean? That's how Trace will go. You know, you guys got to come over to my home. And we're like, you mean your house? And he'll be like, yeah, what do you mean? I'm like, you just said home. But he always goes, yeah, I got a new couch for my home. Like, not my house. It's just the funniest thing to me. That's funny. It's so weird. Now I'm going to have to pay attention to what I say. I feel like I normally say house, but for some reason then I didn't. So anyway, the other fabric was this like, honestly, like again, outside it looked charcoal, like dark gray. And then I brought it inside and it kind of skewed brown, but I kind of loved it. And it had like very subtle, like streaks of orange and blue in it, even more subtle, like flecks of gold. And my mom was like, is that shiny? I don't like that. And I, but I was like, honestly, like I, I do like shiny stuff. Like I like glittery and stuff like that. And it was just the right amount and I think I went I think I'm going with that one yeah really okay yeah because that's a not bold choice but just like a not as safe choice but I think I like that like when people do that because I was with my friend Matt Sanders today and he will tend to do that and I'm always like oh my gosh but what if I don't like it and then I spent that money and then I just go with the safer choice which is mm-hmm. not always the right choice yeah see my thinking with the safe choice which is the Sherpa fabric that we liked but it just looked a little bit blue for me my feeling with that is like to me you can kind of buy that anywhere right now like that Sherpa like faux fleece, like fleecy sheepskin kind of looking fabric is like too on trend right now for me to actually like want I'm like I'm kind of like well I'm kind of I'm on to the next thing or I wanted something that just looked a little more unique and special. So that's what I went with. So once it gets here, I will take photos and we'll see if my bold choice paid off or if it's hideous. We'll see. I think it's going to pay off just because it's more unexpected. And also, I just think it's just going to be a good statement for in that room. The dogs keep farting and it smells so bad. That is disgusting. Like so bad. That is hilarious. I'll also have you know, this is some real life literal shit, people. So, Pat, in the past week. Don't say play crap. <laughs> no, but it's shit. The, in the past week, little dog shit in her crate one night, and I woke up to the stenching smell of shit and had to hose off her crate. And then the next night, Astra did it. And no. I, yes. And then I got one night of no shit. And then the next night, Astra did it again. Why? I have woke up to dog shit three nights of this week. But that's so weird. weird. Why does that happen? I don't know. And then my friend Kirsten, who stays here on the weekends, woke up and her dog had to shit at three in the morning the night after that. What's going on? Ew. (laughs) I would say (laughs) poo-poo. Um, my dog went too. That's what I would say. Do you guys want to know what's funny? My mom and dad still don't talk about pooing. Oh my gosh. No way. Like if you have to, okay, let's pretend for a second that you guys are on a road trip Uh and you have to go number two. What do you say to him? Like in the car? Yeah. I would make an excuse to have to go to, (laughs) I'm hungry, I need a drink, I need to go pee, whatever, but never the mention of number two. Never? If I, we are in a hotel room together, I literally will go to the lobby to poo, I swear. You're insane. (laughs) I'm serious. I feel like for me, it's like you're through the threshold of like being comfortable with somebody when you guys start talking about 
when you have to shit. Yeah, that grosses me out. Like, like Ryan and I kind of celebrate when when each other goes, especially because when we're tra- when we're traveling. You know, when you travel, you like your poo's off schedule. Like sometimes you go days and it's you can't poo because you've been traveling. So when we're, when Ryan and I are traveling together, it's like we're not like he's still kind of sneaky about it, and I don't like tell him when I'm gonna go. But then if I did, and I feel like he can kind of tell, he's kind of like, "Did you have a number two? And I'm like, "Sure did." And he's like, "Yeah, I'm so jealous. I wish I could." Like we talk about it like it's just like such a success when one can poo poo. So I feel like you do that because you're pretending like you don't care that you just went poo <laughs> and the awkwardness of I just went poo. But let's talk about it and just say it. Even though I'm still so embarrassed, I can't stand it. But let's pretend like I'm not. Is that so wrong? Not at all. <laughs> Meanwhile, not at all. You that, and dad. That is just the trick. You, you just, and dad are still not talking about it after how many years? Long time, unless it's absolutely necessary. That is insane. I love it. Me too. It's funny. <laughs> oh my goodness. I don't even know how we got onto this topic. Me either. Oh, yeah. So. I had to clean up so much shit this week. That's how. No, I did too, honey, but just in a different manner. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Do tell. What shit have you had to clean up this week, Tizzle? Way too much to talk about. Let's like enjoy what? this time away from. Yeah, but we want to know. Trying to think. There's always so much. <laughs> All topsy. But anyway, what else are we talking about, Tizzle? Well, I feel like we've got quite a few voicemails to go through. Great. Little Dear MT action. A little Dear MT. Is that the intro? Is that how it goes? Wow, there's so many. Oh, you're going to like this one. Hey, Tish and Brandy. My name's Phoenix, and I am from Arizona, coincidentally. Uh, So I am loving your podcast. I just wanted to say my favorite part so far has been when you had your friends from Ashland on. My family, my dad's side of the family is actually from Kentucky, and he grew up in Ashland, so It's been fun listening to that stuff. My question is for Tish. I'm just wondering when you do smoke, what strain do you like to smoke if you have a preference? Is it a sativa, an indica, or do you do a hybrid? Thanks so much for listening to this, and I love the podcast. Keep it up, girls. Her name is Sickening. So sick. Phoenix, great name. Love. Actually, that's so weird because one of my dearest friends who's from Kentucky actually lives in Phoenix, my friend Robin. Oh, yeah, Robin. Yeah. So, oh, my gosh, I love, like, one of my favorite things about this podcast have also been just having my friends on from Ashland. It's always so much fun for me because, gosh, I just I just still love it there so much. And I love talking about it just because it was such an amazing experience growing up. I'm wondering... Did she say her dad grew up there? I think so. Wonder who that is. I know. I feel like if we knew his name, you actually might know him. I know. Phoenix, you got to slide into the DMs and let us know. Oh, yeah. She she didn't say in there. She just said. She didn't say his name, no. But anyway, so. Yeah. Did you forget the question? I totally did. I knew it. I could see it coming. She asked what strain you prefer. Right. (laughs) And she's so stoned, she can't answer. You know what? Absolutely, almost always sativa. Really never, never, never indica because it is just, it makes me feel so heavy. Like it just makes me tired. So I usually stick with sativa or a hybrid that is sativa dominant. Okay, but what about when it's time to go to sleep? You know what? I used to only smoke to go to sleep. (laughs) Now I feel like I don't do that as much anymore. Hmm. Maybe I just, since it's a sativa, I stay pretty 
up all day and then when it's not time I'm just ready to go to sleep well that's great because you used to go to bed at 5 30. that's true I do not do that anymore that's <laughs> not you know what I was doing at about 10 p.m do tell dancing on TikTok what where is this content no I, there is no content I just prop my phone up turn on TikTok and find dances that I learned Mom. to dance and then I do the dances mother yeah you need to create a TikTok and film these dances because this would blow up TikTok. What? People would love to watch you dance on TikTok. But it's really watching me learn the choreography of other people's dances. I learned that one. Please And then I learned one today called the drip. The drip, huh? Uh-huh. Can you please make a TikTok? It's my new form of exercise. I love Triller, actually. It's TikTok's competitor. Yeah, uh, Triller. Oh, you do? <laughs> the guys from Triller have been to my house. They have? <laughs> I think what they're doing is genius. Shout out to Triller real quick. Not being paid to say this. I think it's super sick because they have a whole... So it's like TikTok, right? Because you can like scroll through the feed and anyone can make a video. But they also have an entire music section where like musicians put their music videos up there and, and like original content videos that they've made for their music and like for i just feel like music videos are so dope and there's no platform for them anymore like people just don't care and maybe this will like revive the music video i think it's very cool i love that actually triller was one of the first people that we did some old town road stuff with with dad so yeah those guys are really cool you're completely off topic (laughs) okay i think i'm really gonna like this uh drm Hi, Tish and Brandy. My name is Allie. I love your podcast so much. I can't wait to listen each week. Um, My question this week is for both of you, but for mostly Brandy. I'm going to try not to just word vomit all over this voicemail, but I am 26 next month and kind of the only single girl in my group of friends who are either married or in very committed relationships. Um, And I just sometimes feel the pressure, you know, to find my person, but also am super picky and don't want to settle for someone that isn't 100% perfect for me. Um, So Brandy, I would love to hear you know, your journey and your experience through being in your 20s and looking for the perfect person for you and how you found Reinhardt that way. Also, I feel like you would love a Lisa Jewell book. Um, she is the best, and I feel like you would love that. Okay, love you guys. Thanks so much. Bye. I'm obsessed with Allie. Love Allie. Okay, Allie is me at 26 because everything she's saying is exactly how I felt at 26. And my, I feel like as we were listening to that, I like was watching my mom. She's like nodding because she knows that this was me. So Allie, 26, you are so young. Like you are so, so young. And I do feel like, I don't know where you're from, but especially like in the South and in the Midwest, there's so much pressure to like get married young. And like, there's this stigma that like, if you don't meet your person in your twenties, like you're going to be alone forever. And I just like, I some people do meet their, partner young and I think that's great but I also think there's something so much better about finding somebody when you're older like for me meeting Reinhardt when I was in my 30s like I was so sure of who I was and what I wanted and I just feel like sometimes if I had met somebody and married somebody in my 20s I would have like grown so much and if that person like grew apart from me then that that ends like in disaster you know what I mean and at this point like Ryan and I both being in our 30s and being in more, like more an adult mode of life just like we both know what we want and we grow together versus like growing on our own journeys apart. 
So I would just say to you, like embrace your time now to be single because I'm telling you, if you aren't already experiencing it, you will where <laughs> all your friends are just complaining about their significant other and you'll start like, you'll be the one people go to to vent about the stuff that's going on in their relationships, you know? And I think you just need to remind yourself like, hey, I'm so thankful to have this time on my own and figure out who I am so that when I do pick the right person, like I can be sure of it. That would That's like my advice to you is just like be patient and don't let anyone make you think that you're 26 and you're getting old and you have to find somebody right now because I'm all about waiting until you're older to like find your know. Brandy would be like, mom, I'm going to be alone forever. And I'd be like, you're 25 years old. What are you talking about? Most of my friends, like honestly, out in LA, it's just so different and people you know, work so much longer before they have kids. I have a few friends that they have had kids until they turned 40, Mm -hmm. one at 40 and then another at 42. So yeah, I think it's just so different these days than it was. And like, I think it's probably like Brandy said for the best because you're so much more mature and know who you really are. Yeah. And I will say too, like, and it's, this sucks to say, like it sucks so bad. I've had to watch so many of my friends go through some really hard times, but I had a lot of friends that did get married young and ended up going through a divorce in their late twenties or early thirties. And it was, it's been really hard to watch some of my close girlfriends go through that. And a lot of them just like, you know, just had a couple of years of just like feeling like they were at their lowest. And, you know, like there is something to say, like most of them have come out, out on top from that. And, and, you know, they're so thankful of or, for where they are now and everything happens for a reason, but there's definitely no shame in taking your time and being picky. You absolutely should. And I think too, Like, it's so hard when you are the only single person to feel like something's wrong with you. But I just, I promise you, like, it's like when you scroll through Instagram, like you see everybody's highlight reel, but just because it looks perfect for everybody else doesn't mean that it is. And I just think it's important to remind yourself of that and really just see like the positives of having time alone and time to figure out who you are on your own. It's, I think it's really important. So stay strong, Allie. You're going to find your person. It all happens in the right time. Um, (laughs) What? Actually talking about those insta posts and they look perfect and they're all like happy and yeah, jumping it's ridiculous. And literally as soon as i see a picture like that i'm like well that's a lie <laughs> like seriously oh, that is so the funny. happier the instagram the more i'm like oh gosh poor thing <laughs> it's so true none of that's real thought of it's real also Allie mentioned an like she was like oh, I think you'd like Lisa Jewell books it's an author I think I have read a Lisa Jewell book but there's that been a few sounds familiar it does sound familiar right but there I think there are a few books by her that I've been meaning to pick up so I thank you for the recommendation Allie I'll definitely check that out big Allie fan here we go hi I'm T and Brandy my name's Tara and I absolutely love your podcast Um, It appears that you're a family that loves your tattoos, and I was curious to know what inspires you to get them and the special meanings behind them. I was also wondering what advice you would give for someone looking to get their first tattoo. And also, Brandy, I really feel like I'm a kindred spirit with you. I also grew up horseback riding, and it was my passion until I was 19. Sadly, when I went off to college, it was a little difficult to continue on, but I am now trying to get my four-year-old daughter to uh, start horseback riding, kind of, kind of fall in my footsteps, I was wondering how old you were when you started riding. Thanks, girls. Love you. Bye. Love Tara. Love Tara so much. Shout out to the horse girls. Yeah, I think it's pretty clear our fam likes tattoos. Yeah, so my first tattoo was actually my wedding ring. So number one for first tattoos, 
just know exactly what you want. Yeah. So here's the thing. We, how many tattoos do you have, mom? Do you even know? No, too many. So many. I have seven and there's only one that I don't love. And I actually try to get it removed and it hurts like hell. So my advice is no, no, you really want what you're getting. But the, also the reason I don't love that tattoo is because the artist that did that one was just not as credible as the one that did the rest of my tattoos. So do your research and go to a great tattoo artist. Even if it costs a little more, it's worth it because it's permanent. So that'd be my first tip of advice. Also, somebody told me once that if you want to get a tattoo, so if you go to a tattoo parlor, you can have the artist draw up your tattoo, like stencil it out. Cause they'll do that anyway, when they go to do actually do your tattoo, but ask them if they'll stencil it out for you and take it home and, and put it up on the wall somewhere where you have to look at it every single day. And if six months go by and you've looked at that tattoo every single day and you're not sick of it yet, get it. But that's the true test that if you have to look at it every day for that long and you still love it, then go ahead and tattoo it. But you know what? The crazy thing about tattoos is it's such an emotional thing for me, which is probably not a good thing. It's like wherever I kind of am in my life, I feel like is like, I'm just like, oh my gosh, I need this tattoo right now. Like this is, I have to have it. And so that's probably very bad. But my first one was my wedding ring. And I was, I think I was like 32 years old when I got my first tattoo. So I really do love almost all of mine. The only one I regret is these humongous wings on my back. They're, they're big. And I literally, if I, if I got to take them off, I would actually start over and just do something really simple. Yeah. Simplicity is key with tattoos, I feel. Yeah, I went real big, real big. So that's probably my biggest regret. Yeah, my favorite tattoos of mine are the tiniest ones, like the the ones on my hands, and it's always everybody's favorite. And yeah, I just think, you know, get stuff that's meaningful to you. It is fun to get spontaneous tattoos. A lot of mine are ones that other family members of mine also have. Like my mom and I have the same heart on our hands that Miley drew. And dad and dad. Uh, and then the feather on my arm, Trace has the exact same one, but his is gigantic and goes all the way down his, the side of his rib cage. Uh, and mine's just tiny on my wrist here. So yeah, I just think, you know, get something meaningful and go to a great artist is my biggest advice. Yeah. And I also think like, you know, things like beliefs, that's some of mine, like one Easter, I got a, a tattoo on my foot that says forgiven and I still love it. And this, I have a butterfly that um, no, and I have matching. And for me, that means resurrection and new life. And so like hope. And, and so I, I love having that there, but anyway, tattoos are great. I love them. Um, I've said, I'm not going to get any more. That's probably not true because I love them so much, but totally. And then also she asked how old I was when I started riding horses. Mom, how old was I when dad put me on a horse? Five, probably like four. And you were on your own horse. Oh, he just threw me up there and was like, probably with no saddle. No saddle, no helmet, have at it. Uh, don't do that though, wear a helmet. But yeah, I was really young and I, I think I'm, I'm a huge proponent of starting young because when you're a kid, you really have no fear and it's just much easier to learn stuff as a kid anyway. But I think because I started so young and I rode so many different horses that I just became so brave. And now like I will honestly ride anything. Like you can put me on any horse and I'll- Randy has no fear whatsoever. Yeah. It's, and honestly, that is kind of what it takes because- Like as soon as I get on a horse, like that horse knows in two seconds, like I had a horse and it would only take me so far every time in the turnaround, take me back to the barn. Mm -hmm. I mean, literally it was insane, but I love looking at them and feeding and brushing and like, it's so amazing, but I like my feet on the ground. Yeah. Whenever I have a friend come over and and they're a beginner rider, I always tell them this exact story about my mom. I say, (laughs) 
how to get on the horse and the horse was going to read your energy. If you let it get away, it's going to test you in the first 60 seconds to a few minutes that you're on this horse. And if you don't pass the test, it will take advantage of you the whole ride. What happens is my mom gets on and they try to turn around and go back to the barn and she lets them. And then they know that they can get away with anything and they'll, they'll never behave because they- Okay, but when you said she left them, I'm talking about a 1,200 pound beast. They're the boss. <laughs> I, that, I don't understand how they're not. They're just not. You're in control. And if you, if you put that energy through your body when you're on- I the- trod. I was like, no. And like, no. And it just takes me back every time. And then I'm like, if this horse wants to me- do it, he's going to like go- freak out and run like 800 miles an hour across this field and I'm going to fall off with my legs still in the stirrup and it's going to drag me on the ground or it's going to buck me off. Okay. This is not a great mentality. If you, if you can't have this mentality in red horses, also we've gotten very off track. Okay. Let's keep going. All right. <laughs> I think we've got a couple more messages from the Stonas. Oh, we have some design questions love now we're gonna do a little m uh dear mt high design crossover hello so i'm renovating a house right now that i bought back in november um it's pretty much finished but i still need to figure out what i'm going to be doing um underneath my living room television so it's a 50 inch tv doesn't really leave too much space on either side to do some cute shopping or anything so I don't know if I want to do a floating shelf underneath it. Um, I don't really like the t- look of like a TV stand situation. So I don't know. I wish I had a fireplace, but that's not really an option right now. So if you have any advice, let me know. Or you can just come to St. Louis and help me too. Thanks. Hi, guys. Love the podcast. I know exactly what you're going to say. I have so many thoughts and ideas on this. Oh, you do? Yes. You know what? First of all, you do know my thing. I cannot stand when there is just too much furniture. So if you've got a coffee table and your couch and chairs and an end table and all this stuff, the last thing I want is another piece of furniture for my TV to set on. Uh huh. And so, but you do need a place for things sometimes. The most inexpensive way is the floating shelf. And my favorite ones are like 20 bucks from Ikea. They're called the Lack. And I I love, they. first of all, their wood colors look amazing too, but I love a white. Mm-hmm. I always do two under the TV if possible. Because just one, I, I hate the way one shelf looks under a TV. Two floating shelves, if it's a 50-inch TV, definitely, I think it's a 70-inch shelf or a 72. I think it's 70. Definitely a 70-ender. You've got a little place to put cute things, maybe a candle on it, whatever. It is my go-to. I've done it in so many houses. And honestly, I think it'd be really cool. Don't know which color your room is. But to just have like black wall with those white shelves and the TV on the black wall then the TV like we were talking about with Matt will just literally go away and it will look so good and the shelves will run you about $40. Can't go wrong. She is not exaggerating. This setup in like every living room of any Cyrus house on this earth. I've got it in my house. I had it in my Denver apartment. I have it in my house downtown that I rent out. Miley's got it in her house. Tish has it in her house. I'm pretty sure she's doing it downstairs in the basement she's renovating right now for herself. Like she does this everywhere. You know what? It's because like most things to put under a TV are usually so deep too. I mean, unless you can find a console and TVs are so big now, Mm -hmm. like literally 
now you buy like a 55 inch TV for $250. So everybody has these massive, massive TVs. And so to get a really nice piece of furniture that's that big is so expensive. Mm-hmm. And also usually too deep and chunky and like there's just no purpose for it. And so the shelves just make it so simple and sleek and they're just the perfect size because they're only, I think, 10 inches deep. And so it, I just love the look. It's amazing. And it, it's a good update for a room too. You know what idea I like is kind of similar to like you saying with the black wall. If you wanted to pick like a different, co- like a color for, the, for that accent wall, like my mom loves a deep blue. I think it'd be really cool to like paint that accent wall like a deep blue and then all also paint the shelf that same deep blue so it's like a tone-on-tone shelf on the wall and it all just blends sounds that really nice. oh you do you cannot go wrong my favorite blue is oh, benjamin more blue note blue note blue note it is so good interesting love it well can't wait to see the living room post a pic Tag us, DM us. We want to see it when you're done. Absolutely. I cannot freaking talk. I'll have to post a stand of my Nashville house if I can find one. Because I had the shelves. And then remember my wall had a big diagonal. And it was white at the top, black at the bottom. And the TV was in the center. You should post it. It looked so cool. All right. Here we go. Round two of Dear MT. Uh, What did I say before? (laughs) Collab with High Design. Hi, my name is Emily, and I'm calling from San Diego, California, and I just had a question about design for really small apartment condo spaces. I hear often Brandy mentioning, like, wanting the counters on the the kitchen empty, all the appliances put away, but a lot of us living down here in SoCal have about, what, a thousand square feet, maybe less, so I'm just curious how you guys could make it work without clutter in a small space. Thank you. You know what Tish loves even more than design? Organization. Like you have no idea. So really just to start from the beginning of, first of all, I love small apartments and small spaces. It's something that you can do so inexpensive and you just don't need that much. And I think going into any small space, I am such, I hate clutter. So I literally am like, if you, if it is not something you actually use in the kitchen, like you use it. And like, it's not just been there for four years that you've never touched. Like, only have things you really use and you know there's so many amazing kitchen organization like i'm obsessed with the container store and there's just so many things now that you can get to really like if it's one shelf it's the little inserts that makes it a double shelf there's so many ways now that you can find great tools to be able to fit a lot into a small space And yes, I also understand that some places are super small, so you can't always put the toaster up, that kind of thing. I think, you know, for me too, like I always leave my toaster out, but it's a pretty toaster and pretty toasters don't have to be expensive. So I think that's another thing is just making sure that they're always clean. And, you know, that's another thing in a small space. You just have to be organized and keep everything clean. But I I love small spaces and any questions you have, like, let us know because we did Brandy's apartment in Denver and it was so much fun. Yeah. Um, I know we talk a lot about Ikea, but honestly, it's just really freaking great for a lot of things. And they make a lot of really cool pieces that are great for organization in a small space. Like you can go to the section in Ikea where like the closet stuff is and everything. And they have like cute little carts that look, look cute setting out, but that will hold the shit that you don't really want people to see. And they also have these really cool cat 
cabinets that don't come very far out from the wall, but you <clears> open <throat> it and it holds shoes. So like you can buy pieces, you know, that like look like furniture and that like go with the design and the decor, but that actually have a purpose. So I think that would be my advice is just like be really intentional with the pieces you get for your apartment and make everything have a purpose. Like some Ottomans, like you can, they have like a top and you can put blankets and stuff inside the Ottoman. And I even have, I think it's from Ikea, a little table that opens up and you can put my, my mom, what do we put in there? Socks or something yeah, in my bedroom? Yeah, things in it, yeah. yeah but my those tables table. are so cute too. Mm-hmm. They're just wire and they have these really pretty designs, you know, and then the top is like a teak wood looking top. And you can literally like set a lamp on it or, you know, set things on it and use it as a table. But it's also the most amazing storage. Yeah. Okay. I got to let little dog out. I think she has to poo. <laughs> Lovely. Stinking up the place. <laughs> All right. Well, the stoners really asked some great questions this week, mother. But you know what segment we haven't done yet? The what? people, I, the people... The stoners are really loving your Amazon segment. I get, I get DMs asking where they can find your Amazon picks. We're putting them up each week, I thought. Yeah, but they don't you, stay on your stories permanently. Like, we got to figure out, like, a website situation for you or somewhere where you can post it that it stays because the stoners are loving your Amazon picks, Tish. Well, do you have new ones this week? Uh-huh. Great. Okay. So we're ready for Amazon picks. We're ready. What, what are we calling this segment? I don't know, actually. Um, we need we need to think of a snazzy name, though. Stoners, if you have any ideas for the name of uh, our Amazon segment, do tell. Yeah. What could it be? Oh, something about being stoned and shopping. <laughs> uh, stony shopped. Stoned or... shopping, like drunk shopping, but bake shop. Get it? Bake shop. <laughs> bake shop. I like that. And this week on The Baked Shop. Okay. Uh, The Baked Shop. Wiz Khalifa has a song called Bake Sale that I'm obsessed with. Um, Can we get him on the podcast? Absolutely. I love Wiz. He's so cool. Okay. And maybe it's not always going to be Amazon. Maybe I might have other suggestions. That's why Baked Shop might be good because it doesn't always have to be Amazon. Oh, well, I thought Amazon was your thing. Amazon is my thing, but I like all shopping. So anyway, we were talking about earlier, like really small, small spaces, like small apartment, pretty small spaces and being able to keep things uncluttered. And one of my things that I found on Amazon is I've really, I guess it's because we've all been in our homes so much that I'm just looking around and going, I have got to refresh just a few little things because I have been looking at the same thing over and over and over every stinking day. And so I wanted to just do stuff around my kitchen. And so I had been shopping and looking on some of my favorite sites and all the like cookware and everything, which I don't even cook that much is so expensive. So I was like, I'm just going to see what's on Amazon. They have the cutest utensils. One is like, it's called the Country Kitchen Eight Piece Nonstick Silicone Utensil Set with rounded wood handles for cooking and baking. They are so pretty. They're like just a beautiful wood. And then the silicone is white which mm. is all black, but so mm-hmm. it's like a really pretty wood and white. And then I just ordered the, it's called the porcelain utensil crock and it's just white and in white, it just says utensils. And I'm just going to put those in that white on white with maybe like a little planter beside it with a succulent. And I just think it'll be so chic and pretty and clean because it's just white on white. And I think it's going to freshen up my entire kitchen. So those were two of the things that I found and loved this week. Sounds wasn't, super cute. Yeah. Wasn't looking for bar stools for any reason, but I don't know why it came up the 
cutest bar stools I have ever seen. They are a little pricey on Amazon, but really for bar stool, not. They're $165. They are so pretty. They are so like boho chic. And they are just like a woven rattan seat with black iron legs. And they are so pretty. And they are on Amazon. And I just think a couple of those in a kitchen, if you do have a bar, they just, even though they're that rattan, they're still very modern. And they're just so chic and pretty. And they look good with that little utensil set. Uh, where are you going to put them? You know what? So I talk about my trailer that I'm redoing. Mm-hmm. And if I happen to have a bar in there, I'm absolutely getting those. Nice. The rattan bar stools. I will put the link up. They are so cute. Mm. Okay. But life changer. I was looking for sunscreen and my friend Juliana had some with her and it was called Super Goop. Have you tried their CC cream? No, I like their body oil because it's, it's like a pretty oil and it like makes you look nice and shiny, but it's SPF 50. Their CC cream has changed my life. And they came out with a new sunscreen that has just a little tint to it. That's what Juliana had and I put it on. It made my skin look so pretty. And so I was on Amazon and I was looking for it and the CC cream came up because they didn't have the newer sunscreen that Juliana had. And every review was just raving, especially for people my age. They were like, you know, usually makeup looks so bad on me. It gets in my creases. And, you know, now I just can't even wear makeup. This one doesn't. It is, there's only one bad thing. It only comes in three shades. It's like, Mm -hmm. they don't have a lot of shades. But honestly, it is the most amazing little cream foundation I have ever used ever. I am obsessed with it. Well, great. But you yeah. have to try it. I will try. I love Supergoop for when it comes to sunscreen. Like I, I'd say like my top three sunscreens are um, Supergoop, Kula. And for my face, my favorite sunscreen is by Algenist. They have a really great, it's called like Sublime yeah. Defense. And I'm telling you guys like this sunscreen, like you put it on and it stays on. Like I'm in the sun all day and I only put it on, like I put it on first thing in the morning and then maybe once again in the afternoon and my face does not burn. Like it works so well. You know what, that's why I've always used the Rodan and Fields. Uh, The AM is because it has, you know, it's a moisturizer with sunscreen built in. And my face never one time has ever gotten like, usually it's just like still like so light even compared to the rest of my body. And I'll put self tanner on it. But like, it is so good as well. Sickening. So they have a body oil. Do I need to try that? Oh my God, it's everything. Yes. Okay, great. I'll go and order that. I'll go and order that. (laughs) (laughs) So funny. But anyway, yeah, those are my Amazon my my Amazon suggestions. My baked shop suggestions. My baked shop suggestions. Um, great. Well, I beg Tish every week to do something where these Amazon picks can live permanently for you guys because I know a lot of you guys hit me up and just can't find them. So we're going to work on that. We are going to work on that. But she does like, oh, so let's tell them like you do. She posts it on her story. So if you follow her on Instagram, Mm -hmm. then like usually the day of or the day after our podcast episode is live, she'll post it on her Instagram story. So you guys just got to be on the lookout. Yeah, I need to get better about posting. Mm-hmm, yeah, you do. I oh, tagged you today in the women empowerment post and you haven't done it. Uh, somebody else tagged me in it. But do I just got to do... do it. Okay, but what picture do you post? Well, I just like chose one in my camera roll that looked nice and black and white because it has to be a black and white pic. Oh. And posted. Uh, how do you know how to do all this? Mother. I mean, like, I'm all for it. What do you mean? How do I know how to do all this? So do I nominate somebody after? So why is technology so hard for parents? I just can't understand. Okay, so what you do is you post the pic. Did you read the thing I sent you, the copy-paste? 
If you read that again, it says you post your black and white photo in the caption. You write challenge accepted and you tag the people that nominated you for the challenge. And then you copy and paste what I wrote in your DM and you DM that to people like 10 or however many people you want to nominate. To what do if it. they've already been nominated? Well, then they tag you, then they already have. But I just, you know, it's all about just like sending this message, this like positive message to the women in your life that you really like admire and are boss babes and hardworking and just like badass women. And it's just, it was like a little feel good to open up your dms and see your friends just sending you this message about women empowerment and just like how great you think they are like it's okay if they've already been nominated they're still gonna feel great when they get that message from you tizzle okay great i'm gonna go do that <laughs> you're insane i'm gonna go do that well great well we've been talking for way too long and i gotta go watch yellowstone okay well i'm gonna go watch hannah see you later stoners love you guys oh wait real quick one of these days i am going to write maybe after we hang up i'm gonna write on a sticky note the freaking voicemail number so I don't have to look it up every time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. God forbid Tish looks it up and says it. All right, you guys. So, um, you know, we say it every week. Our favorite segment is Dear MT because we love getting to play you guys live on the podcast. We like that you guys get to hear yourself talk instead of listening to us talk, which has to get annoying. And we just we love that you guys um, ask such great questions. Like, w- truly, we really love doing this. So if you have a question for MT or me, uh, it can be anything. If it's design related, great. We love that. But it can be about anything relationship life in general just really anything if you'd like to call and leave a message and ask a question the sorry we're stoned voicemail number is 818-839-0534 call us bye <laughs> see y'all later also subscribe and give us five stars and write us a nice review and don't miss an episode bye sorry we're stoned <laughs> sorry tish is really stoned this week okay peace out <laughs>